The officials are ready. The fighters are in the ring, and they are ready. So for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Pero solamente quiero decirle que muchas gracias a todos. De corazón, muchas gracias. Gracias a todos. Viva México, cabrones! Man, you fight with nobody. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm gonna fuck you out right now, motherfucker. You are a horrible fighter, man. Horrible fighter. Payday, payday. You want payday. I know that. Man, in some point, I need to say something, right? HBO needs to fire you. You don't know shit about boxing. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. You're a bit delusional, brother. I believed in myself, I backed myself, and I said it time after time. And look at me now, I got all the jewels. I'm not the king. You got your four kings. I'm the emperor because I come to every other country and I take them out. It was my night and it's going to be my life for a very long time. Look at me. Greatest. I'm the greatest fighter in Australian history. This is the moment you truly all been waiting for. It's time! What's up, Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome and thank you for choosing Outside the Corner, the fighting podcast. I'm your host, Brian Murillo, and today we've got some news for you. We've got some news for you today. Some some breaking news, I guess we can call. I got two parts of this breaking news, actually. Some of it's kind of sad. Some of it's, well, not kind of. It's pretty sad. And the other part's pretty exciting. It'll get us going for... Uh, should get us talking for the rest of the year, hopefully. We'll see what happens. But first, I want to get into the David Benavidez fight that happened over the weekend. So, let's go ahead and get this started. Let's go! If you didn't watch, or if you haven't heard, David Benavidez fought this weekend, and he stopped David Lemieux in the third round on Saturday night. And let me tell you, it was a pretty good call for them to stop that fight. It, it, was, a, it was a really good call. Because, damn, that, that would have been terrible. But David Lemieux started off good. He started off aggressive in the first round. Uh, he wasn't landing any big shots. He was throwing big-ass shots. He was trying to land the killer shot the whole, I want to say the whole night, but the whole three rounds, but uh, he was being aggressive. He was going out there, and he was trying to pop shot uh, Benavidez, and he was applying all the pressure that he could, and he was touching him up a little bit. And then at about 15 seconds or so left in the fight, maybe a little less, or in the first round, I'm sorry, uh, the Mew threw a nice little combination, and Benavidez snuck in a left hook, that hurt the hell out of Lemieux. It hurt the hell out of him. Poor dude. He was stumbling back. He hit the ropes. And I thought he was going to fall down, to be honest with you. I thought he was going to drop and that was going to be it. But no, he stayed on the ropes and he put the guard up. And Benavides unleashed what seemed to be like 40 or 50 punches all at one time. He came out with some kind of crazy burst that was just... It, it looked beautiful. I'm not going to lie to you. Just... 
the attack that he had. He was thrown to the body. He was thrown to the head. At one point, I think he threw four or five uppercuts in a row, uh, left uppercuts trying to get him to break the guard. And one of them did end up hitting, but David was doing, uh, David Benavides was getting ready. He was trying to get Lemieux out of there, and you can tell. And basically, that's what he did. I was surprised they didn't call a knockdown at the end of the first round because uh, Lemieux was hanging on to Benavides's legs for dear life. And it, I thought they stopped the fight, to be honest with you, because the ref stepped in right as the bell was ringing and he was holding Lemieux up. And I thought they stopped the fight. Uh, it was a little confusing, but they didn't, obviously. So they went into the second round and Benavides just came out firing. He came out trying to beat the hell out of Lemieux. And Lemieux's a warrior, man. I'm going to tell you, David Lemieux is a warrior. And that's why, that's why I like this fight. Because David Lemieux goes in and he takes punches, but he throws the punches too. Unfortunately, in this fight, he did not. He didn't do what I, I thought was going to happen. He didn't do what I was hoping he would do. And, you know, that just happens. Sometimes it happens, whatever. Sometimes we get it wrong. But Benavides was, was great, man. He For the little time that he was in there, he had the beautiful body work, beautiful combinations. He got the knockdown in the second round. Um, he ended up hitting them. I think he hit him with the left and then the right hook, and it dropped him. He even fell through the ropes, but he was able to get back up and continue to finish out the round, which I still think he shouldn't have done it. But, you know, that that's not on me. But he was able to finish the second round. He came back up third round, and I it ended up he hit him with like a right hand that wobbled him and his corner said, no, let's stop this. And that's what ended up happening. Like I said, it was a, it was a good fight for what they were doing for those two and a half rounds. Lemieux does not quit. Lemieux is a fighter for sure. He does not want to, uh, he always wants to go out in his shield. He's never one to just give up. And he always goes in there to take punches, throw punches. He always tries to put out a good performance. And, I mean, he did his best. He uh, he did his best. And then David Benavidez, I think he did an excellent job against... Uh, I don't want to take anything away from him either. I'm not going to say that this was not a good win for him. Because I, I think it was a good win. Uh, I don't want to take anything away, even though David Lemieux is already a little more worn down. He's been in some tough, tough fights. One against uh, Triple G. That hurt him pretty badly. And then I think just two years ago, he had another fight that got him hurt and knocked out. But he, he, he's been through some, some good fights. And that's why I want to say I don't want to take anything from David Benavidez. I think he did a great job on this fight. And I, I just wish it would have gone longer. Like I said, I wanted to see David Benavidez show us something more than what he's already shown us. Because we've seen that he can box. We've seen he does them beautiful combinations. We've seen he does some good body work. I don't know why he likes to stand so straight up with his high guard. And then maybe he's baiting you to come into the body. Because that's what I thought was going to happen. I always thought his body was exposed a little too much. But maybe that's exactly what he wants people to think. Maybe that's what he's been trying to do. And he just tricked me. Little bastard. But uh, I don't know. Like. I think he did a really good job for the three rounds that he was there. 
He did exactly what everyone said he was going to do. I I knew he was going to end him. I didn't. I thought it was going to go a lot longer, but I knew Benavides was going to get him out of there. And yeah, that's all she wrote. That's basically how the fight went. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch any of the undercards. I had stuff going on, so I didn't get a chance to go to actually watch it. And let's be honest, who pays for pay per views anymore? Because I'm not going to do that. So sorry, not sorry. But yeah, man, like that. David Benavides, just like Mike Tyson said, he's the Mexican monster. He's proving that name right now. He's showing everybody exactly what he can do, exactly why they call him that. And I agree to an extent, because like I said, he's fought. He he beat the hell out of David Lemieux. No one's made him stop in three rounds like that. Well, no one's made his corner stop him in three rounds like that. He got knocked, not knocked out, but he got beaten, stopped by Triple G. And there was another dude that I can't think of right now, but like he, he's a good fighter. So he's got a good, Benavidez got a good win under his belt, but we haven't seen him against tougher people because David Lemieux, I think this is only his third fight at 168, something like that, third or fourth fight. So he's not a natural um, 168 pounder. He, and I mean, he might be because to be honest with you, when I saw them at the weigh in, he looked a little, I don't want to say pudgy, but he looked, he didn't look as fit as he usually does. So maybe that had something to do with his performance. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I'm just telling you what I saw. Because honestly, David Benavidez looked a little pudgy too, but he made weight pretty easily. Well, I think pretty easily, but he made weight. So I don't know if uh, if that's how he's going to continue. I hope so, so he can actually make weight and do the fights that we want to see. But we will see. And so now, the problem is, now we've got a very interesting dilemma as to who is next. Who would David Benavides fight next? And I know in his post-interview, he called out most of the 168-pounders. He was calling them all pussies, saying they don't want to sign the contract saying, I'll fight anybody, let's just get it going. And I know the main one he wants to fight right now is Jamal Charlo, just because of the incident they had a few weeks ago. If you didn't see it, you can definitely YouTube it. Uh, basically, they were at the uh, Earl Spence fight against uh, Ugas, and Benavides was walking, and... Both the Charlos were sitting there, and I guess Jamal said something to Benavidez's dad and started talking shit. So Benavidez got up and went over there, and he actually pushed Jamal. And according to Benavidez, he says that Jamal ran behind his security guards, and he started talking all sorts of shit from behind his security guards, which in the video, it kind of looks that way. I don't know. I wasn't there. I couldn't tell you, but I know. If these two fight, it's going to be personal. Jamal went ahead and made it personal. And then he's been one talking all sorts of shit, saying no one wants to fight him, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's your chance. David Benavides just won his fight. Uh, Jamal's got a fight coming up in, uh, at the end of, well, not the end, in the middle of June against Selecki. And if he wins, why not? 
Because I can tell you right now, he's not fighting Canelo. Benavides is not fighting Canelo because just today, on Tuesday, May 24th, today, Canelo and Triple G both, both announced that they will be doing the trilogy on September 17th. And so far, it looks like it's going to be in Vegas. And they both posted it. It's all over Twitter, all over Facebook. I've seen many sources on it. And it is true. It is real. They are doing the trilogy. And I'm excited about it. And I'll talk a little more about that here in a minute. But Jamal, or not Jamal, uh, David Benavides is not going to fight Canelo this year. If he did, it may be, maybe in December, but I don't see that happening because Canelo already said he wants to fight Triple G in September, and he'll think about fighting Bavall for the rematch in December or early next year. So we still got to wait two more fights before we even see uh, Canelo fight Benavides, unless for some crazy reason Bavall goes and fights uh, uh, Archer Betterbeef. Better be of, I'm sorry, which I, I kind of want that to happen. I've been hoping that'll happen. Uh, and they would unify the 175-pound division. They'll unify the light heavyweights. But I don't know if Canelo would want to fight the winner of that because I'm sure the winner of Smith, Joe Smith Jr. and uh, Archer Better be of because they're fighting, what day are they fighting? Uh, I think June, I think June 18th, the same day Jamal's fighting. Um, but the winner of that one is probably going to go off and fight Baval, which I'm very excited for. I, I can't wait, which let's be honest here. I think personally, better be if it's going to knock out Joe Smith Jr. We're going to get that out of the way. And then we're going to see a unification fight with Archer better be and Dimitri Baval in, uh, we'll probably say October-ish, November. Latest, probably push it to December, but I don't think they'll want to do that. But we'll see. That's a little off topic, but we're going back to Benavides. I don't think he will get a chance with Canelo until next year, and that's even if Canelo wins the next two fights. Because that fight with Triple G is, is going to be good. Who knows how much damage either one of them are going to take. Who knows how that fight is going to end. I can give you my opinion on it. I believe Canelo is going to knock Triple G out on this one. In the late rounds, he's going to attack his body. And he's going to hurt Triple G to the body. And that's going to be all she wrote. So that would push Canelo up for a new fight. He said he wants to fight in December, so we'll see if he gets to fight in December. And if he fights in December, it may be Baval, it may be someone else, depending on what kind of contracts Baval has with the winner of Bitter Biev and Joe Smith Jr. So, that's a whole lot of stuff going on right there. That's a whole lot of what-if, ands, or buts, because all these people have to beat everybody else just to get the right matches that they want. And that's what I'm saying. Jamal Charlo, first of all, needs to beat Selecki. I can't say his first name. I'll spell it out for you, just so y'all know that, or just so y'all don't think I'm doing this shit on purpose. 
It's M-A-C-I-E-J. If you can tell me how to say that, then perfect. I'll 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 listen to you all day and I'll I'll say it. I'll learn his name, but I'm not gonna say his first name. His name is Selecki. We'll go with that. But Jamal needs to beat Selecki, and then after that, if we don't get a Benavides and Charlo fight, then what's the point of them fighting? Like professionally at all. What's the point of Jamal sitting here talking all this shit if he's not even going to try to fight Benavidez after he wins? Like, you, you'd you say you're the top dog at... As a matter of fact, he even says he's at 160. The fight with Selecki is going to be at 160. So he's still trying to move up to 168 pounds to fight Benavidez, which I think is a terrible idea. A lot of people are disagreeing with me. They think Jamal is going to be the hardest fight for Benavidez. I think Benavidez is going to knock him out just as well as he did uh, Lemieux right now. I haven't seen Jamal fight a big puncher. We have yet to see him fight a big name. So why are we trying to give him all the praise and say that he can go up there and beat Benavidez or he can beat Triple G or he could beat Andre? We haven't seen him fight a big name. We haven't even seen those guys fight big names besides uh, Triple G. He's the only one that's actually gone out and fight Canelo twice. So, like, why are we hyping all these dudes up? I just want to see the fight so I can see him get his ass whooped. I'm tired of him talking all that shit. Like, it's annoying, dude. You're not fighting anybody. Stop it. And then for you to even try to go up to 168 pounds and try to beat the Mexican monster, who's got a shitload more power than you, to be honest. And personally, I think he's a better boxer than you. I don't know. I, I don't see why he would do it. I I want to see the fight just so I can see him get his ass whooped and so we can get his name off the list because everyone's trying to hype him up and say he's the best, which I disagree. But yeah, that's my take on that. Like I said, there's so many other things that Benavides can do too, though, if he uh, doesn't fight Charlo. There's still uh, Demetrius Andrade, which I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon if it did. It'd probably be sometime next year because Andre is still going with what it, I think he hurt his shoulder or something. And I think he was having surgery, so he's going to be out for a little while. <clears throat> the fight we would really love to see that I'm, I, if I could, I'd push for it all day would be Caleb Plant versus David Benavidez because they've got some bad blood. They've been talking mad shit to each other every time they get, and I'm down for it. I would love to see what they can do. I feel like Caleb Plant kind of outworks him boxing-wise. I think he has better skill than Benavidez. But I know he ain't got no power to hurt Benavidez. I don't know if uh, Caleb Plant has more power than David Lemieux. Because Lemieux did come up from 160 to 168. So he might not have as much power as he did at 160. But... I still don't believe Caleb Plant has more power than David Lemieux. I don't know. I know. I don't want to call him soft hands, but I mean, because he's had some knockouts. He's he's hurt people before. I just think he has more boxing skill than he does power. And that's the difference with Benavidez. Benavidez has more power than he does skill. So I think that'd be a very interesting fight. I would love to see it. I pray to the boxing gods that they can make that one happen. 
later this year, if not, hopefully at the beginning of next year. Um, if not, there's still John Ryder. You can try to put John Ryder in the mix. Throw in if I don't think he wants to come down, but if Callum Smith wanted to come back down 168, but I don't think his body will let him actually make that weight anymore. So that one will be a hard one to actually get to happen. But there's there's not a whole lot of names at 168 that are left, man. Not not too many names left for them to sit here and duck each other anymore. And I hate saying that because. No, no one's necessarily a duck, but you know, I hate saying that. But there, I, I mean, I don't even know if Billy Joe Saunders is gonna fight anymore. I doubt it. I wouldn't after getting my face broken that way. But that's just me. And then there's still um, Edgar Berlanga's coming up. Give him a few more fights. He'd probably be in there next year. I can see that happening if he can get a good fight. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know who else you could really throw out there. Zach Parker, maybe. I don't see him doing a whole lot of damage, to be honest with you. So I don't know why that fight would be terribly interesting. Same with uh, Danny Jacobs. If they want to, no offense to Danny, but if they want a stepping stone, if they want someone to, uh, you know, kind of get a good win off of and just to get a name on there, Danny Jacobs, because he's what, on a three-fight losing streak, something like that? He's not doing too hot right now, but, you know, just that's what I'm saying. Just a few names out there. Who knows what's going to happen next? Uh, I have no idea. I know the people that are talking shit, and I want to see those fights. But, you know, it's all about the money with these people, so we'll see what happens. I can't tell you what's going to happen or who's going to happen next, but I can tell you when it does happen. That's all I know. I'm sorry. But, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for this new one, though. It just got announced today. Canelo Triple G, the trilogy. Uh, it's going to be in Vegas, September 17th. And, man, I, honestly, I was already looking at hotel rooms last week for Vegas. I told my wife, I was like, hey, I kind of want to take a trip to Vegas in the, <clears throat> September. It'd be a good idea. And she's like, you crazy. And I'm like, nah, girl, we should do it. Let's go. And, yeah, so I think we're going to do it. I kind of convinced her, especially after today when they announced it. So we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, I, I feel Triple G's not going to win this one. I think his body's going to, his body's already taken a lot of damage and he's already up there, 40 years old. It'll be a tough fight. It'll be probably the toughest fight in his career, to be honest with you, because he's going up to 168 pounds for this one. Um, I know they talked about maybe 160, but. Canelo's putting all his belts on the line for this last fight. Um, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, I got my pick. I, I feel Canelo's going to win this one. I don't think Triple G... Well, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if he can carry the power up from 160 to 168. It looks like he did against Murata. But he had a very slow start. And then that was also coming off a long layoff. So... Who knows? Maybe this will be the best version of Triple G we see. And dude, can you imagine that? Like, just just think for one second. Just think with me. Imagine the trilogy at 168 pounds. Canelo just came off a loss against Bavar at 175. And then he loses to Triple G, and Triple G becomes the unified champ at 168. 
dude, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Like, he couldn't do it at 160 because of the controversy with the Canelo fight and then the second fight, which everyone is still in the air about. And I don't know. I don't know if I could even think of that happening. I would like for that to happen because, I honestly, I love Triple G. I've been following him for a long time. I love Triple G. I think he deserves it because I... Personally, I still think he's one of the best fighters out there. Well, he was. He's getting older now, so he can't be one of the best anymore. But a few years back, dude, everyone was avoiding him. You want to talk about a monster. It was definitely this guy. No one wanted to fight him. So getting this trilogy is something crazy. I can't wait for it. And I'm, I want to see who the undercard is going to be, too, because, I mean, it's a trilogy. You might as well just stack this card. Because they're obviously going to do the zone pay-per-view like they did on uh, Canelo and Bavall. So they're going to have to stack this card so they can get their money's worth on that. So, I don't know. It's going to be a pretty interesting fight. And I, I can't wait to see that. And they already confirmed it too. So that's going to happen unless one of them gets hurt. And then they have to pull out. But, I mean, I haven't seen that from either one of them. Uh, only thing we ever saw with Canelo was that uh, when he popped for uh, Clint Butrol on their second fight, right before the second fight, and then they had to push that back. So I'm I'm not trying to put any bad juju on this fight. I'm just hoping we get the fight, and I'm hoping we get one of the best fights of the year from that fight. I can't wait for it. And matter of fact, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to try to be in Vegas for that fight. I'm already looking at uh, hotels and flights and everything. If I can be there, I'm definitely gonna try to do an episode from there. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to do as many interviews as I can out there. That'll be. It'll be quite an experience for me to actually try to do that. And that's what I'm pushing for. So let's try to get this fight going. But to be honest with you guys, that's about all I had for you today. Um, I didn't have a whole lot coming in today. I didn't watch the. Uh, there was another fight on zone. I, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of people said it was pretty boring anyways, so it wasn't anything too exciting. But we do have a bunch of exciting fights coming up soon. Uh, all of Basically, most of the month of June is tied up. Like There's all sorts of crazy fights. Starting off with the May 28th, we've got, that's this weekend, we've got Tank Davis versus, Tank Davis versus Rolly Romero. And on the undercard, I didn't even know they were on the undercard. It's Irislandi Lara versus Spike O'Sullivan. So I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, I can't wait to see that. I got my boy Spike winning that one. We'll see if he can actually get uh, put some damage on Lara and kind of get him you know, moving out of the way. And like I've said before, Tank Davis is going to hurt the hell out of Roley. I don't see why Roley's in there, but he's there. So, whatever. We'll see what happens. As a matter of fact, you know what I just heard today? I heard some little some little beef, some Twitter beef going on with Tank Davis and Jake Paul. That uh, I don't know what Paul was saying, but Tank Davis was talking about. I'll bet I'll bet two million on it. I'll put two million dollars on that fight right now. And I guess he deleted that tweet 
and now Jake Paul's talking shit. So it makes me wonder why he would have deleted that tweet and not actually bet two million if he's very confident that he's gonna win. I mean, I'm confident. Shit, I if I had two million, I'd probably bet it on Tank to beat Roly. But now I'm not so sure. Why? Why does Tank not want to bet that money? He's got me a little suspicious out here, and I don't like it. But anyways, that's May 28th. That fight's going to happen. Uh, you should definitely tune in for that for as long as it's going to be. <laughs> uh, it'll be a good fight. It'll be, it'll be an entertaining fight. I'm not going to say good. It'll be entertaining to see uh, what's going to happen to Roley. Because I don't see a whole lot coming from that. But anyways, uh, after that, Saturday, June 4th, I didn't even know this fight was happening. We've got uh, Stefan Fulton versus Daniel Roman, and they're gonna fight for they're gonna unify the super bantamweight, uh, the super bantamweight belts, 122 pounds. Uh, I know Stefan Fulton is 20 and 0, I believe 22 and 0, something like that, and he's coming to take Daniel Roman's belt, and he's gonna unify the division, which is good. We've had a number of unifications lately. That's awesome. People are going for history. They're going for legacy, and I love it. I love seeing fights like that. Uh, that fight's going to be amazing, and I can't wait to watch that one. And then later on that evening or that morning, late, 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 early, early, early in the morning, whatever you want to call it, uh, June 5th, we've got George Cambosas versus Devin Haney, the fight I've been trying to hype up for a while, the fight. Most of the world's trying to hype up uh, the unified lightweight fight at 135 pounds. George Cambosas versus Devin Haney fighting in Australia. Uh, I didn't write down the times. I don't remember what time they're going to fight. I know they're going to fight early as hell. And I'll probably stay up. I don't know if I'll stay up all night, all morning to watch it, or if I'll take a nap and then wake up and watch it. But there's that fight. Set, uh, Sunday, June 5th, technically, is when that fight's going to happen. And we'll get to see that one. And then the, the fight right after that is on Tuesday, June 7th. Naoa Inoue versus Nonito Donaire. Uh, they're doing their rematch for the bantamweight belts at 118 pounds. And that one, I believe I told you I was going to be at 4 in the morning central time. On Tuesday, I don't know how I'm going to do it just yet, but we're going to do that. We're going to watch that fight because I want to see that fight. If y'all haven't seen the first one, go to YouTube. Uh, matter of fact, they might even have it on ESPN, to be honest with you. You can go back there. You can find it. it it's a good-ass fight. And for them to fight a second time in Japan, it's going to be badass. It's going to be – I'm hoping it's going to be contender for fight of the year. That'll be awesome to see because I love contenders for fight of the year because that just means we get good boxing. It means we get to see good shows, good fights, and we're just entertained. It's a fun time. I love I love watching it. So that's going to be Tuesday, June 7th. Um, if you don't watch it, it's okay. I'll try to break it down for you and let you know what happened that evening, and we'll get going from there. And the week after that, we got Saturday, June 11th. 
we've got a heavyweight clash between Trevor Bryan and Daniel Dubois. So that's going to be pretty good. Uh, Dubois just came off of uh, did he come off a win? I don't remember if he won. Let's see. Give me a second here. I'll find it. I'll let you know if he won. I think he lost. I think he ended up losing to uh, Joe Joyce is what it was. Give me a second. Watch. I'll find it real quick. I got this. I got this. Uh, Daniel Dubois' last fight took place against Joe Kusamos, August 21st or August 2021. And he won that one. And then I think before that, last year, he ended up losing to uh, Joe Joyce. So, Daniel Dubois versus uh, Trevor Bryan. That's going to be a heavyweight fight on June 11th. And then that same night, I did not know, Edgar Berlanga is fighting against Alexis Angulo. So, Edgar Berlanga's back June 11th. Let's see if he can get another knockout. Maybe he can go for another knockout streak. Because uh, that knockout streak he had starting off was pretty damn badass. I think he had, what, 19-0 or 19 first-round knockouts. Something like that. It was, it was, pretty, it was a, pretty good, uh, a pretty damn good run. I can't say that it wasn't. It was, a, it was a badass run, to be honest with you. I don't know anyone who's actually done that. Uh, it might have been like 17, 18 first round knockout something like that anyways he's gonna fight june uh june 11th as well i'm not sure i'm pretty sure that one's gonna be on espn because that's where he usually fights on and he's fighting against alexis angulo so there's that fight june 11th and the next week after that saturday june 18th is a stacked ass day that's a day that i would definitely be tuning into as many fights as i can because that's the day we've got Archer Beterbiev versus Joe Smith Jr. The light heavyweight fight that I'm excited for. Because that's going to be a huge fight to determine what's going to happen next. And who's going to fight who. Because there's a lot of people in that light heavyweight division that want to take out Archer Beterbiev. And they haven't yet. He's 17-0. and 0. Um, He's getting killer knockouts. Uh, I'm not sure how many knockouts he has. Give me a second here, and I'll figure it out for you. If I pay the Wi-Fi, we can get it. It uh, doesn't tell me how many knockouts he has. That's weird. But his last five fights, he's had knockouts. So if that tells you something. So, yeah, he's definitely got... Uh, oh, never mind. I can tell you how many knockouts he had. Fucking 17 knockouts. He's 17 and 0 with 17 knockouts. So, yeah. If that doesn't tell you who the true light heavyweight king is right now, Archer better be of. And that's why people are making a big deal about it. Because Baval is second to him. And that's what I think. That's why I would love for them to fight. Archer better be of versus Dimitri Baval. 17 and 0, soon to be 18 and 0 versus. 21 and 0 or 20 and 0 sorry because he just beat canelo dude that'd be a that's gonna be a badass fight if they can make it happen that that is almost as perfect as you can get for a unification fight that is almost as perfect as you can get 
which basically it is perfect because they're both undefeated champions coming in to fight each other at the top of their their weight in their prime. I think these, matter of fact, I don't even think they've hit their prime yet. I think they're both just barely starting out to hit the very bottom of their prime to get started on a, a nasty-ass run. And I'm here for it. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. But before we get into all that, like I said, we have that fight June 18th, Archer Betterbia versus Joe Smith Jr. And that same night, we have Jamal Charlo versus Suleki. I don't know how to say his name. So, Suleki. Uh, that's going to be a good fight. Not really. Charlo should go in there and knock him out. If he doesn't, if he goes all 12 with this dude, I'm basically, I think most people are basically going to call him out and say, why are you trying to fight anyone? If you can't even knock out this dude. So. I mean it, it's true. Like. It's the same way with. Uh, let's just say like how Canelo fought Miracon. 100% he should have knocked him out. And he did. Same thing with this fight. Jamal Charlo. 100% he should knock out Selecki. If he doesn't. Then he's definitely got some problems that he needs to talk about. Because this is not a good sign for him. That's not the way to start moving up in rank, and that's definitely not the way you're going to do it if you want to fight uh, David Benavides. So, Jamal Charlo versus Selecki, June 18th. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful Jamal wins in a very emphatic fashion so we can get a good fight coming from him next. But like I said, we'll see. And the next weekend after that, to end out June, we've got Jesse Rodriguez versus Circuit uh, Surung Visai for the super flightweight title at 115 pounds. It's Saturday, June 25th. And let me tell you, if you want to talk about explosive fights, if you want to talk about two dudes throwing so many punches that you've never seen before, this is the fight you need to check out. Jesse Rodriguez Versus a Sirikit Surung Visai. That's going to be one hell of a fight. That's going to be... I know I've been saying it a lot, but... Contender for fight of the year? Man, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Because... With these two... What I'm hoping for after... This is just me. I don't know how everyone else feels, but... Whoever wins, I think, gets should get a shot at a Juan Francisco Estrada. Because they still have him, I think, like top five on uh, pound for pound. Which, I mean, he hasn't fought in a while, so I don't see why. But they do have him on the top five, maybe even like top seven. Something like that. But he he is the number one in the division. He has the belts. Um, I think whoever fights him should be the winner of Jesse Rodriguez versus uh, Sirikit Sarung Visai. And we will go from there. That That's honestly one of the fights I would love to see. And personally, I would like to see uh, Sarung Visai fight Estrada. If we have to get Rodriguez versus uh, Estrada, that's fine. I'm not mad at it. But, you know, I want, I want to see a rematch with uh, Sarung Visai. 
I think it'd be a good-ass fight. Because that fight happened, what, 2019-ish? Somewhere in there. So it's been a while. But I don't know. We'll see. Because he just beat, uh, I think the last fight he had um, was against Chocolatito, uh, Roman Gonzalez, in 2021. And I think that's the last time he fought uh, Juan Francisco Estrada. So, hopefully, hopefully, we can get a clash with Jesse Rodriguez and Sir Rungvisai. And the winner of that can try to get as many belts as they can from Juan Francisco Estrada. Which I think he holds uh, two of the belts. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, there's there's a lot of boxing coming up in June. There's so many fights coming up. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's a busy schedule all of June. I didn't think it was that busy until I started looking at the calendar, and I got excited. So now I'm really happy that we're gonna be here watching most of these fights. And like I said, I'm even more happy that we got the confirmation of the trilogy because that's kind of where a lot of people are leaning towards. And yeah, I'm excited, guys. I'm happy for all these fights coming up. I'm excited. I can't wait. It's gonna be a great time. We're gonna we're gonna watch some good fights and we're gonna party it up, man. I'm I'm happy. Can't wait for it. Um, on the on on another note, on a sadder note, we did get some breaking news today. Um, rest in peace, Gary Russell Sr. He is the father and the trainer of Gary Russell Jr. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly happened. I haven't looked into it. I don't necessarily want to look into it, but we found out today that he did pass away. So my condolences to uh, the Russell family and uh, my prayers to you guys. And, you know, I, I don't know what else to say to that. Sorry for your loss, man. My condolences. And uh, like I said, I just pray. I pray that everything everything goes good from here. Can't. Can't really do too much about it now. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's what we're ending on today. Like I said, we're ending on a sadder note, but that's what we're ending on. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Anyone that's supporting me, um, I appreciate it. I love it. I'm glad. I'm I'm happy. I'm thankful, and I'm blessed. And I just continue to pray that this moves forward and we could make something something good out of it. Thank you guys. I love y'all and I'm out.